You are now listening to the Doula Road Trip Podcast. My name is Jariel and I am a certified doula. After a quick and unsuccessful start in the birth industry over six years ago, I am returning in order to turn my passion into my career. In this show, I am going to share with you my journey and my hope is that we together can start up and stay up doing the work that we absolutely love. This podcast will be a resource, it will be a tool, and it will also be a point of reference for you as you start your journey into birth work. I want to share everything that I wish I knew before I started and answer some frequently asked questions that constantly pop up in birth work even now six years later. I would love for you to be able to find inspiration, to find community, and to also be encouraged that the work that you love can absolutely be the work that you do for the rest of your life if you want. So let's go ahead and get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Doula Road Trip Podcast. I'm super excited because today we have not one, but two guests. We have Darcy and we also have Krista and they're doulas in New Hampshire. And so we're going to talk about postpartum doula work. We're also going to talk about their unique partnership and how that forms. So buckle up. It's going to be really exciting because we're going to talk about two things that really don't come up a whole lot, postpartum doula work and also doula partnerships. So um, Krista and Darcy, welcome so much to the show. I am so excited to have you both and if you guys want to introduce yourself just say a little bit about you who you are and whatever else you want everyone to know about you sure I uh yeah thanks Jariel for having us I think like going on a doula road trip would be so much fun so this you have <laughs> this to do this like in real life like bring yeah. the show <laughs> to the car absolutely so yeah. I am the doula Darcy and I've been a postpartum doula and lactation counselor now for about 11 years Um, And now, and before my becoming a doula, I worked in marketing and advertising and that ended up uh, being just a huge uh, benefit to me when I started my doula business. And now I am actually coaching doulas and helping them with the marketing of their doula businesses. Um, So that's really fun. Um, And then I'm still doing in-person doula work, you know, in and around New Hampshire with Krista. So Okay. Love it. And I'm Krista Malte. I am an advanced postpartum doula and postpartum doula trainer with Dona International. I'm also an advanced lactation counselor, and I'm the owner of Relief Parenting Respite and Resource Center in Hampton, New Hampshire. And I've been working as a doula since 2006, so over 15 years now. And it's been really incredible to be able to support and build my own, um, doula business, but then also to be able to grow that in partnership. So in addition to collaborating with many different projects with the doula Darcy over the years, um, I also have a, um, doula agency and I also train, I've trained several hundred doulas at this point. So it's pretty exciting. 
Wow. Okay. So let me ask you guys this because you're both postpartum doulas. What attracted you guys to postpartum doula work? Because people love birth. People are crazy about birth. And then if you stick around long enough, you hear about postpartum work. (laughs) So why was that so attractive to you both? For me, coming from my marketing career, you know, I just thought, oh, I'll have some kids and then go back to work. And then I had my kids. I had my first baby and I, you know, I had been successful in school, successful in, I was a competitive gymnast. I was, you know, went to a good college, had a good job. So I was just like, oh, people say being a mom is hard, but I'll be fine. And it just was not fine. I had a really tough time during that postpartum period. I also had a kind of a tough birth as well. So my personal experience eventually, you know, it was a long road, but eventually led me to become a doula. I just, uh, and then I had two more babies within four years. I ended up with three kids in a four year period. So I was in this like postpartum (laughs) time warp. I don't know, like a never ending postpartum period. And then I, I became obsessed just with talking to other people about it, like that you know, that you should prepare and that it's harder than it looks on TV. And then one day I just saw the words postpartum doula on a, on a blog online. And I was like, that is what I want to do. So my training, here I am. Yeah, that's so incredible. And what about you, Krista? What brought you to postpartum doula work? I had a really different experience and kind of a unique experience where I graduated from, um, from school with a degree in family studies and is always really interested in family work. And when I was doing my honors thesis in maternal fetal attachment, I happened to just come across Dona International. And at the time, the postpartum doula designation was still very new. And I thought, that's what I want to do with my life. And so I ended up graduating um, and a few months later, taking my postpartum doula training and worked for about eight years as a postpartum doula before having my own children. And so it's been really fantastic to be able to to talk with people and support doulas who are coming into this work from both the perspective of being a doula who does not have her own child or children. And then on the other side, being a postpartum doula after having my own children. And I can tell you, even though I had eight years of experience as a doula, I felt super connected in the community. I had all these great, you know, professionals that I knew, but parenting blindsided me in so many ways. And it really frustrated me how little support families have. And so that eventually led me to expand and create the parenting center and just keep on going because boy, oh boy. Yep. People get excited about birth, but they talk about it. Like it's the finish line and really it's just the starting point. <laughs> uh-huh. I say that all the time. Krista, can you speak a little bit to like, if people have imposter syndrome around being a doula and not having parents, I mean, not being parents themselves, not being in the role of a parent. Absolutely. Themselves. Yeah. What do, what do tips do you have for people that may be struggling? Because I quit my business back in 2015 because I got so in my mind about the fact that I wasn't yet a parent and I felt like a counterfeit doula and like, what am I doing here? So like, what advice do you have people who may be struggling with that? Absolutely. I actually wrote an article for the International Doula Magazine specifically about this. And so I'd be happy to share that with anyone who's listening in on the podcast. It's called Mothering the Mother Without Being a Mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I, I feel that really deeply. I also really experienced that imposter syndrome of like, 
who am I? I'm 23 years old. What am I doing? You know, and what I really try and remind all doulas, but especially doulas who may be on the younger side of things or who do not have their own biological children, that you still have the professional skills and the drive, the passion. And if you come into this work with an open mind and open heart and try and trust in your, hopefully your, your professional training, Mm -hmm. that that will support you in being successful. And I like to kind of come up with this analogy about pediatricians, right? Mm -hmm. There can be some really fantastic pediatricians out there and they do not need to have experienced every childhood illness or broken bone in order to be really effective at their work. And the same thing with being a doula, you can be really fantastic at your job and have all of that professional understanding that parents generally do not know or have. Mm So, you know, reminding yourself that there are tons of other professionals out there um, who have not had the lived experience and that does not make them less effective at their work. I love that. Okay, let's talk a little bit about postpartum doula work. I would love to know from you guys, like, what do you guys think, like, are the qualities of like a really great postpartum doula? I think the first thing is that you're a nurturer because, Mm. you know, and so many people are like, oh, postpartum doulas, you must love babies and get to snuggle babies. And I would love that job, but it's not to be a good postpartum doula. You're nurturing the whole family, you know, especially the mom or, you know, I mean, it's about more than the baby. So I think, and most postpartum doulas that I talk to just have that, you know, they feel like they were born to be a nurturer. They've always been taking care of, you know, birds that fell out of the nest and, you know, um, played with babies, you know, played house when they were little. And uh, so many doulas, I meet postpartum doulas say, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for years for my friends and family, you know, bringing meals to new families and helping out new parents. I just didn't know it could be a job. So. Yeah, like so many of us, so many of us stumble upon it. And we're like, wait, this is a thing. I've already been doing this. I had no idea there was a name for it. I love that. No, I was just going to say, I would add upon that as well. I think, you know, some particular qualities that make a really uh, effective postpartum doula mm-hmm. are two things that, that first kind of going along that nurturing lines is being really mindful about your effective listening skills, yes. making sure that you are keeping the focus on the family. It's even though your experiences or your own um, life story has brought you to that point, it's not about you. It's about the family and being there and really practicing those effective communication techniques. Mm -hmm. And then part of that is also kind of anticipating the needs of a family, making that distinction between like, you're not assuming what they need or that, you know, best, but that you can kind of anticipate what their needs are going to be so that the family doesn't have to continually delegate over and over and over again, which is really exhausting in and of itself. So making sure that like, if you're noticing something like the diapers need to be refilled, you don't have to ask about that. You just do it. And it's that kind of stuff that just feels like magic to families because it really keeps their energy up as much as possible. Yeah. I want to ask you, Krista, specifically, because you said you own a doula agency about like people walking into a situation where they haven't met the family before. Sometimes you have one interview, but like there's little contact. 
Like, what can you do to start to build trust and rapport if as an independent contractor with an agency, you are put with the family as a postpartum doula? Because I find that like texting the family beforehand and also like letting them know like, hey, like I'm on the way or hey, I do have children or different things like that kind of builds trust and rapport. And when you get there, like taking off your shoes, washing your hands, asking them how their day went, things like that start to build trust, but they're trusting you with their most prized possession. So as an independent contractor, do you have any advice for agency doulas who are stepping into a postpartum role? Absolutely. I think, you know, every agency is, is structured differently. And yes. so I can't necessarily speak to, you know, all agencies, but sure. I know a big part of how I structure my agency and working with families is that that intake process is critical. Mm -hmm. And so trying to make sure that the families have an opportunity to truly understand the role of a postpartum doula Mm -hmm. and how, while the tasks are important, right? Like filling up the diapers and holding onto the baby, it is equally as important to get that education and emotional support. And so I think that's a really important thing to set that expectation and then for the doulas to be able to start to um, kind of build on that expectation by saying, right, here I am, let's think about, at least with Dona International, there's a particular acronym called MIR, where it's like, how can you go through and nurture, educate, assess, refer, right? And doing that in, in an effective way very much taps into that trust type of relationship and building upon that. Mm. And going back to my suggestion and I, and quality about effective communication skills, I also think it's very important for doulas to spend as much time either face-to-face with a Zoom call prenatally or talking on the phone, because while text is convenient, it does not relay <laughs> emotional tone very well at all. Mm limiting those text messages and spending more time either face-to-face on Zoom or at least with a phone call is a, is a much more effective way of building that. Yeah. Love it. I would add, you know, even not in an agency situation, mm-hmm. there's, I would say half of my clients hire me prenatally and we have that time to build in a relationship and establish, you know, the role of the doula and what they envision and things like that. But mm-hmm a solid 50% of my clients also hire me. You know, I get a teary phone call. The baby is here and they are overwhelmed. So we haven't met and I'm just coming in. My little trick is I send a text, you know, we talk on the phone usually. And, um, I always send a text like the night before, like, Oh, just by the way, I am not someone that you clean the house for. Like I totally expect to arrive tomorrow to a messy house and you, an unshowered parents, like, you know, and it, they all say like, oh my God, thank you for saying that. Oh. You know, it kind of just sets the tone that I'm not someone you're trying to impress. Right. I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. And then I think like Krista was saying, as a doula, when you show up and you can anticipate their needs, like you wash your hands and then you, you know, you're bringing them a glass of water without them asking and you're refilling the diapers and you know, the answers to their question, you know, it's like within 20 minutes, you can see in their body language that they're just like, oh my gosh, yes, you get it. You're here to help. You're not judging me. And so I think that's one of the things I love about the job. It's like, there's no chitter chatter. You cut to the heart of the matter very quickly. 
people appreciate that in the postpartum time period. So um, it's really fun to see yourself go from complete strangers to that, you know, they're telling me their deepest, darkest fears and secrets. And, you know, like we feel like best friends at the end of that first four hour shift. And um, so it's pretty awesome. I love that. Okay. Fun question for you both. What's in your postpartum doula bag? Cause you know, the folks want to know. Oh. <laughs> hey doula, are you enjoying this week's episode? Are you ready to begin your journey into birth work? If so, then I'm inviting you to check out my free training by texting the word doula to the number 216-616-3269. Again, that's 216 3269. This training will support you in identifying the vision you have for your doula career. It'll give you the three clear steps you need to take to begin your journey into birth work. And it will also help you avoid the common missteps that can cost you time and money. This training is perfect for anyone who wants to get started as a doula and wants the roadmap for making their dream a reality. By the end of this training, you will have a plan to finally birth your dream of becoming a certified doula. The best part is that this training is absolutely free, free 99, okay? Plus it includes exclusive bonuses that I don't share anywhere else online. So go ahead and sign up today by texting the word doula to 216-616-3269. And the link is also in the description of this episode. I cannot wait to see you there. All right, let's go ahead and hop back into the show. Over the years, it has become less and less. So, um, you know, when I was first starting out, it was, you know, I had a change of clothes in case the baby spit up on me and Mm -hmm. I had, you know, like resources just in case I forgot or in case I wanted to share them with families. And now, honestly, I just generally show up. I will usually have my notebook uh, just to like jot down particular notes or, um, you know, leave them with the family as reminders of what we've done for the day. I always suggest bringing your own bottle of water and a magazine or a book, because if you're working with the family long enough um, and consistently enough, there's going to at some point be some downtime. And it looks very different from a, like a professional standpoint to be reading a magazine or book versus scrolling on your phone. And so that is also something that I typically bring. And really other than that, at this point, not so much, I don't even bring like a change of clothes. And so there are times that I'm like, oh, I should have done that, but yeah, you know, oh, well, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pro tip. Love the tip about bringing a magazine or a book and how that looks professionally. Even if you sit your phone inside of it, like nobody will know. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. And what about you, Doula Darcy? What do you have in your postpartum doula bag? My, I'm very similar to Krista. My bag used to be packed with stuff, but now it's like a granola bar for me, a water bottle for me. Um, And I do bring a file folder of my own business letterhead because I like to write little notes to families on that. And that's like a good marketing thing. You know, you leave that behind, Um, you know, if the baby's sleep or if they're sleeping and I, you know, uh, or I'll write out 
answer things we discussed, you know, cause they're sleep deprived. Um, I also have a crocheted breast, which, um, another doula that Amy and I, uh, I'm sorry that Krista and I collaborate with Amy Peterson, she made it for me. And that's very helpful for breastfeeding, uh, demonstration. Um, and honestly, that is it. I do have like business cards of people, local people in my community that I refer often. Cause that's just nice to have to pass along. But other than that, it's, it's my head and my heart. <laughs> Love it. The OG doulas never have anything in their bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find like the longer people have been doing the less and less stuff they have in their bag. But I always like to ask as a new postpartum doula, I'm that person that has like a change of clothes. I have a water bottle, a snack. I have a magazine. I have like the, uh, like the white noise machine and like the little red lamp app on my phone and like so many things, a portable charger. Like I, I am one of those people that have a million and one thing. <laughs> The charger, that is a good one. I do bring a charger too. Yeah, yeah, love it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the partnership that you guys have and how you two met and came together because I definitely think that being a doula is not a solo sport. I think a lot of us start out alone um, and we quickly realize that this is a village like sort of industry and that goes for the parents and also us as support practitioners. So how did you guys meet and how did you decide to come together? I love this story because I, I finished my doula training, my postpartum doula training with Dona and was so excited to get going and kind of did a little Google search and saw that Krista was really the only other, like one of only two other postpartum doulas in my area. And coming from a marketing background, I was like, okay, she's my competition and I have to position myself, you know, against her and, you know, sell myself versus her. Mm-hmm. And then I just was like, but I'd really like to call her because I want to know, like, what do you actually do? You know, I did my training, but it's like, what do you actually do when you get to a family's house? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know what she was charging. And I I just had all these questions for her. So I finally was like, maybe I'll just call her and (laughs) instead of compete with her. And I called her and she was so nice and open. And I ended up she taught me so much. And, you know, now 11 years later, she's a dear friend and we have collabed. We've just, we'll talk about that more, but we've just done so much together. Um, I'm really glad I made that choice and made that phone call. Yeah. And Krista, what did you think having this brand new postpartum doula calling you all up in your business, asking you all these questions? (laughs) Like, what was your response? I I think it's always been kind of my temperament and my philosophy of life about collaborating versus competing. And, Mm. you know, it's, I just, I just always really truly strongly believe that if you can work alongside other people, it's going to benefit everyone. It's the Mm. knowledge that other people bring or their perspectives or their life experience or whatever it is. And so um, when, when Darcy first called me, I was like, I've seen you, I, cause she, she does know her marketing. And so she had like a particular color with her green and her logo. And like at the time, and I was like, oh man, that's not my background and understanding, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all. And so I, I felt like this is so great because we can learn from each other yeah. and it's absolutely been that. And it's something that I really talk with, um, with really everybody about, about how important it is to try and find those people who are going to be of like mind and be supportive. And the people who are feeling a bit more competitive and in that scarcity 
kind of model, yeah. generally I find that they burn out and they fade away much more quickly than those who are willing to, to find the other people who are supportive. Um, so I've always been very appreciative of the fact that, that Darcy made that phone call and here we are. Yeah, love it. That's such a beautiful coming together story. So tell us a little bit about like how you guys structure your relationship at first, because a lot of people want to work in a partnership model, but they don't really know how to work with the partner. I know me, I just recently met someone who I decided like, okay, we can work together. So like interviewing with clients together has been a little bit hard trying to figure out who answers what questions and how not to step on each other's toes, as well as figuring out on call, how to structure that in the payment, how to structure that. So what were some of those initial things that came up for you guys as you went along the path of structuring your partnership? Um, we, well, it's a little bit different just cause we're both, we don't do birth. So it's like, there's no on call and things like that. Um, but we started and the, one thing with Krista and I, we were both, we lived about 20 minutes apart. So we kind of just had this understanding, like I'll take the clients this way and you take the clients this way, or, you know, or when I'm fully booked, I'll just refer to you and you refer back to me. We, that's how we started just referring back to and forth to each other. We each had our own businesses. Um, and then we actually partnered also with a birth doula to form like a trio um, that, same thing. We each had our own individual businesses, but together we were the great Bay doulas. Um, and then together we would just do marketing things together and events together to promote all of us. And, um, we never even came up with contracts or anything. Okay. It was just a loose understanding of referring back and forth. And, um, in, and in the end that helps you get more clients because, you know, before, if you're on your own, it's like, oh, I can only work with two clients in a month in case, you know, they all need me. But knowing Krista could back me up, I was able to take on more and ultimately work more because I, you have a back. And I mean, that's the same goes for birth too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, when trying to figure out, um, who to partner with, what that looks like. There are, there are different kinds of relationships. And I think it depends a lot on the location of where doulas are. If you're in uh, an area that doesn't have very many other doulas, then you may be able to have a bit more of kind of that loose agreement that Darcy and I initially started when, you know, 11 years ago, right? But if you're in an, other, an area that has a multitude of different doulas, it may need to be a little bit more formal. And so I think being open and upfront about that, again, like setting those expectations up front and finding someone that you can, um, again, have those open, honest conversations and that has a similar mindset and goal, right? And so for both you know, Darcy and I, and when we, again, we're working with our, uh, our third in the trio, Amy Peterson, um, we always were trying to remind each other when we're doing these events or when we're promoting ourselves, you know, with, within the community, what's the goal? The goal is for us to continue to find more clients, to let our communities know about doula care. And so keeping those goals in mind really helped us to be a guiding point in how we formed our relationships and how we went about in our community. And I think also one of the biggest things that happened that we didn't really consciously realize at first was that Mm -hmm. by coming together, we exponentially raised awareness about doula care 
in our community. When I first started 11 years ago, no one barely knew what the word doula meant. And they were like, what is it you do? Are you a midwife? And you know, now it's, it's so much more common and it's because of our part. I never could have done that on my own, even though I'm a marketing whiz, like we, by coming together, we did lots of events. We just, we were able to, like I said, exponentially increase awareness about doula care. And that helped all our businesses and all, you know, all the other doulas to, who came along. And, um, I think it's still working for us now. I mean, this yeah. is this being here with you today is, is a perfect example of that. And, yeah. um, it's something that, you know, as we've continued to grow in our own individual businesses, we've still been able to find different ways of supporting one another. And so as I'm, you know, training other doulas and having different, um, kinds of workshops and, and events for the doulas that I'm training, I invite Darcy to come and speak about the importance of business because that's really her focus and her passion. And so being able to continue that relationship and evolving that as we grow, I think is something else that I'd encourage people to look for, you know, when thinking about, are you going to have a formal partnership with a contract and you're going to be the same business, or are you going to have, you know, a, a collaborative where you have your own individual businesses, but you work alongside and back up with one another. And so, um, you know, finding again, what are those shared goals? What are those shared values are really important concepts. I really want to get into a little bit, if you guys don't mind about like, especially for you, Darcy, since you're the marketing genius, like how does that not get confusing for people, especially because you and Krista offer the same service, right? Like Amy is fine. She's collaborating with two postpartum doulas. So she doesn't have to worry because she knows She's the only one in the labor lane, but it's two of you guys in the postpartum lane. And then it's three different companies that ultimately people have access to. So while you're saying it's this big like company, like that you guys advertise under as a banner, when people actually get there and they ask questions, how do you guys navigate that part of it? Well, we had a website, you know, greatbaydoulas.com and then okay. individual links out to each of our services. And, you know, we all, have, you know, I was also a prenatal yoga teacher and Krista did lactation stuff and your, you know, Amy taught childbirth ed classes. So it was kind of, we had this umbrella website with just different links out to everything. And then I think at events, we, uh, well, it was also kind of cool because at events, you know, I had people say to me, and I know it happened the other way, like people just connected more with my personality or my energy, or they, you know, preferred Krista's temperament more. So it was kind of like they could kind of choose who they were drawn to, or just based on where they live. Like I said, we live about 20 minutes apart. So if they lived in Krista's town, but it most of the time just came down to who was available Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we just kept it open. And, you know, there were always times like Krista would get hired a few times in a row. And I just knew like three months later, it'll swing my way. And it just, you know, it always worked out. Okay. Love it. I think that's something that is like, there is this element of, of trust in doula work as well, where it's like those, those moments where you think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to have a client again. Things are slowing down is boom. And then you're all of a sudden start getting like three emails, five phone calls, somebody texts you like, and so that's part of it too, where, you know, I think the benefits of collaborating with another person or a group of people, um, because you can continue to 
to put yourself out there in a way that is going to be giving you more exposure. And I think from it's beneficial from a family's perspective as well, because they, as Darcy said, right, it feels like, okay, I can really get some options. I can look to see who's going to be the best fit for me. And then same thing as the doula, right? Because if you meet with the family and you're interviewing, it might not be quite the right fit or the availability might be a little bit tight. And so it's just, I think overall, there's so many more benefits, but coming back to that clarity of, you know, conversation and expectation with whoever your, your partners are going to be is really helpful. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Okay, I know that we have advantage to like ask all of our marketing questions and people always have marketing questions about how do I find my first client? How do I get in front of families? And especially as a postpartum doula, um, especially when people are kind of confused about postpartum doulas versus nannies, what, how the roles differ and things like that. So any advice that you guys have for brand new postpartum doulas who want to get their first family supported, especially with certification timelines ticking on them, it's so important to do it quickly. So what advice do you guys have in that area? I have a free cheat sheet that you can download on my website. So if you head to thedoulaDarcy.com and click on the work with me tab, you can get my how to get doula clients cheat sheet, which has a bunch of tips. Um, um, But my biggest one for postpartum doulas is actually reach out to the birth doulas in your community because they know the people that already know what a doula is. They know the people that might need a postpartum doula. I mean, that I really think that's the fastest way to get clients because they know who's giving birth right now and who's giving birth next month. Um, and you know, uh, so we all have our passion. Like you were saying, so many people's passion is birth. Um, you know, our friend Amy that we partner with is a birth doula. She's like, I, she does her postpartum follow-up visits, but she's like, that's not where I want to be. She's like, I want to be at the birth. So yeah. She loves passing on her clients to us once the baby's here. So connect with those other birth doulas in your area and find those certified families. And I would say, I think so many people um, are trying to connect with their family members and friends who may be pregnant or who know somebody. And I always um, say, you know, if that's an avenue that you want to pursue, just be really mindful of setting the expectation clearly about what your role is going to be and when you're stepping in as the professional doula and when you're going to show back up as a family member or a friend and Mm -hmm. making sure that that is abundantly clear and those boundaries are set in place because otherwise it can feel a little bit murky. And then that anytime there's like murkiness that can create some sticky situations and resentment. And we don't want that to happen. Right. So, um, just that's something that I also, um, suggest when people are, are trying to get those first initial clients. Love it. Okay. Any final tips, anything that we didn't get to that you guys wanted to share or touch on as we come to a close and kind of wrap up? I just think don't be afraid to collaborate with the other doulas, whether, you know, they're the same type of doulas as you. Um, It really is the key to growing your business and getting more clients. I mean, there's been clients that Krista and I shared, like at the time we both had little kids, you know, I couldn't have served, you know, a family that wanted as many hours. So Krista and I split it up and it was great. Um, And like I said, having that ability to have her as backup allowed me to take on more clients than I would have as my own 
on my own. I mean, and again, how we mentioned that we really raised awareness of doula care in general by working together. Um, so I said, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and keep meeting the other doulas until you find ones that you connect with. Yeah. And I would say two other tips alongside Darcy's would be, you know, the ideally the first network that you start creating professionally begins with your training, right? Mm-hmm. So the group of doulas that you train with, hopefully the trainer is, is creating an environment that really encourages that kind of networking and collaboration and learning from one another, and then continuing that past the actual workshop itself. And so really building on those relationships, especially with virtual support being accessible for more and more people, it's not necessarily uh, specific to location. And then a second thing kind of following up, um, around Darcy's, um, discussion around that, that collaboration. Yeah. Blew right out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say there was an article in the Harvard business review about, they studied the secret of success between female entrepreneurs and male entrepreneurs. And this, and for men, it was, uh, I forget actually what their secret success was, but for females, it was relationships with other female entrepreneurs. And I think this is why, like, and especially as doulas, like to have, to have Krista to call up and be like, oh, I'm having this problem with a client, you know, or this situation has come up, what should I do? And like, to be able to talk through things like that. And, or just, you know, the clients that are really emotional, you know, you feel spent emotionally after like to have Krista to talk through those things with and, and avoid burnout and, you know, and, and, and then everything that we've talked about before in terms of building our businesses, I mean, to have close other contacts, um, fellow, what am I trying to say? Fellow co-workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like is so important. And I, I like to joke, like it's evidence-based. <laughs> They've studied it. <laughs> no, we love evidence-based. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but head to my website. I mean, this is my jam. I've got a free, uh, Facebook group group called the doula marketing group where I'm always sharing marketing tips. I am just, I, I don't want to, I see so many doulas not end up being doulas because, and it's just marketing. They haven't promoted their services enough. It's not that they're not good at it or they don't have enough training. It's just that they don't, they're missing that marketing piece. So that's what I am helping doulas with now. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about offerings because you already said it like your free Facebook group. And so let's talk a little bit about that. I know that you had an incredible like conference that you did, which was called a day for new doulas. I know that you also have like some online courses and then you go live sometimes. So just share everything that you have um, doula Darcy for people who are aspiring and new doulas. And then Krista will go to you and you share the same. Great. Yeah. So this um, spring, I collaborated with Jody Condon from Hip to Heart. We did a day for new doulas. That was a great success. Um, we'll do that again next spring. This fall, we're doing a Birth Boss Summit, which is an online two-day virtual conference about the business and marketing side of being a doula. So you can head to birthbosssummit.com to get info about that. It's September 10th and 11th. 
And then heading to my website, thedouladarcy.com, I've got lots of resources there. Again, the how to get clients um, cheat sheet, and then all my online classes, everything from how to kickstart your postpartum doula business to how to take your postpartum doula business virtual. I also have a monthly membership for all doulas, birth doulas and postpartum doulas called My Doula Village. Um, it's only $49 a month and that has, you get trainings with me each month. You get the support of the group of doulas, which is really magical to have them cheering you on and to bounce ideas off of, um, we have a guest expert training each month. So there's a lot of just great. And then the, this library of videos of the past training. So that's a really just affordable option to get a little marketing, um, advice. So can I give your listeners a coupon code? Oh, yes, please. Yeah. So if they head to my website and use the coupon code road trip 20, they can save 20% on any of my online classes. So love that. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And Crystal, what about you? What do you have coming up? And what do you have planned for fall and winter? Yes, I um, have many different postpartum doula trainings coming up. So if anybody is interested in either adding on postpartum doula work to their um, already growing birth practice, or if somebody is thinking about taking the plunge and um, becoming a doula. So you can go to uh, reliefparenting.com slash doula hyphen training. And that's where all of my doula trainings will be listed. And I do some of those in person now that we are able to resume in-person training. And then I also have a variety of um, online workshops as well. And so that option is either a four-day training or a 14-week course where we get to have a bit more in-depth discussion and work through those certification elements. And then in addition to that, I also help doulas who have already taken their uh, postpartum doula workshops, but are needing some help and clear mentorship through the certification process. And so that's an eight week online course where we meet together every week to work through each of those requirements, because I'm a big fan of trying to get doulas who are wanting to become certified through those different hurdles of reaching those certification requirements. And so helping with those as well. Yeah, love it. Okay, so I will put all of those links in the description box. And then I'll also put like social media so people can follow you guys on all of the platforms. And I just want to thank you both so much for being a part of the show for giving so many gems and so many tips. And especially for what you guys are doing in your community as far as the fourth trimester goes. I feel like you're absolutely right, Krista, like you hit the nail on the head, like people prepare so much for birth, like it's the finish line, when it's really just the start line. And so it's so fantastic to have you both out there supporting your community and supporting people that want to support people going through the fourth trimester. So thank you. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having us on. It's been really great. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another episode of the podcast.